The capital of the United States is a powerful place populated by both popular and not so popular politicians and their pals. It's a sleek city reminiscent of the amazing architecture of ancient Rome. Get on the bus, Gus. We're going to wander around wonderful Washington, D.C. on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to this, another exciting edition of FYI. And today we are going to Washington, D.C. But don't get mixed up. We're not going to Washington State. Washington State is all the way across the country. That's right. Washington State is in the Pacific Northwest. Today we're going to the East Coast, to Washington D.C. And what state is Washington, D.C. in? Well, that's a tricky question, and we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show. But let me welcome you to this amazing city. I can't wait to wander around. Deambular por ello. I've been to Washington, D.C. twice, but I've never been to Washington State. It is on my bucket list because it is also beautiful. But today we're going to focus on Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia, Washington, or just D.C., call it whatever you will, it's the capital of the United States of America. Let's take a look at the intro, as always, and see what vocabulary we can get from it. I started out with the sound of a chopper or a helicopter. Son dos formas de decir helicóptero, because chop es picar. And put your head over there by the blades and see what happens. No, no, don't do that. I'm just kidding. The capital of the United States is a powerful place, I said. Contundente, con mucho poder. A powerful place, populated. Y fijaos, la U no es U, it's not populated. It's populated by both popular and not so popular politicians. And just be careful with that word too, because a politician is the person. The field they're in is called politics. And don't forget about their pals, sus colegas. Well, it's important to have a lot of friends in Washington, D.C. Then I said, it's a sleek city. And I know that we've looked at this word in the past, in past episodes of the podcast. Sleek is elegant, with nice lines. A sleek city, reminiscent of the amazing architecture of ancient Rome. Y vamos a pronunciar esta palabra, ancient Rome. Right? Ancient. No, ancient ancient and architecture Whoa, these are some difficult words we have here in the intro and then you heard the sound of a bus and i used a bus on purpose because as we'll see later in the episode there are a lot of protests 
in Washington, D.C., being the nation's capital. When there's a cause, people get on a bus, they get together, and they go there, and they picket, and they protest. So there was a reason I said, get on the bus, Gus, and that's like a funny little rhyming slang that we have in English. Subete al autobus, Goose. Hey, we just discovered a new rhyming slang in Spanish. But don't think that you guys are the only ones who like to rhyme. You say mas pedo que Alfredo, right? Well, we say as drunk as a skunk. You say el que se fue a Sevilla perdió su silla. Well, you know what we say? You snooze, you lose. So uh, we all like to rhyme, I think. <laughs> And then I wrapped up the intro by saying, we're going to wander around. And that's another word that we've looked at. Wander, deambular around wonderful, maravilloso Washington, D.C. So we just cleared up that Washington is not in Washington state. We just said it's not even a state. In fact, it's located on the east bank of the Potomac River. That's the famous river in Washington, D.C. And it forms its southwestern and southern border with the U.S. states of Virginia. And it also has a land border with the state of of Maryland. So a lot of people who work in D.C., as we're going to discover, don't live in Washington, D.C. proper, but they live in Maryland, as many of the commuters do, also in Virginia as well. And we're going to talk about the transport because they have a very important highway and, well, it's even an expression in American English. But we'll look at that a little bit later. What's the deal with this statehood? I mean, why isn't it one of the 50 states? Well, the U.S. Constitution provides a federal district. So it's not a state. It's a federal district under the exclusive jurisdiction of Congress. So who's running the show there? ¿Quién lleva la voz cantante? That's right. Congress. And the district is therefore not a part of any U.S. state. On purpose, it was done by design. And as we'll find out later on in the show, Washington, D.C. was not the first capital of the United States. But the city of Washington was founded in 1791. And that was after the signing of what is called the Residence Act. That was in 1790, the year before. So 1791, it became the nation's capital. And Congress had their first session about nine years later. That was in the year 1800. By the year 1801, the territory that was formerly part, formerly as anteriormente, formerly part of Maryland and Virginia, officially became recognized as the federal district. So they took some land from different surrounding states and they made a federal district. But as I said, Let's see if you guys can guess. How many capitals do you think there were before Washington, D.C. became the capital of the nation? Did you say five? Higher. Did you say seven? Okay, you're getting warmer. Eight capitals. The nation had eight capitals, including in New Jersey. I believe Delaware was another one. I remember reading them, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. I think you say abrote pronto, I believe in Spanish. 
Now, there have been many efforts to make the city into a state, and those started even since the 1880s. And even more recently, in 2021, they're looking at a statehood bill, which, uh, who knows, it could be passed by the House of Representatives. And I've already mentioned some of the government, but we'll go into more detail of the different branches of government. The word branches, sucursal or rama, it's a really good word to know. And the way it works is the city has a locally elected mayor, mayoress alcalde, and a 13-member council, and they've governed the district since 1973. Now, Congress, those are the big ones. They're the ones who maintain supreme authority. So these mayors and this council, they can make a law, but Congress has the power to overturn that law. And D.C. residents, they, they elect a non-voting congressional delegate to the House of Representatives. But you know what that, let me, let me translate that for you. A non-voting means that this person has no say. No tiene ningún voto. They don't have any representation in the Senate. So wait, I'm living in the nation's capital and I can't vote? I have no representation? Hmm, this is strange. And in 1961, they ratified the 23rd Amendment to the United States Constitution, and that let district voters choose three presidential electors. So the good news is finally they got to vote, but they're still not a state. Well, who knows? By the time you listen to this, they could become a state. It's on the table, as we say. Está entre manos. All right, so let's get into some government talk over here, because these are words that even myself, I've heard a million times. I remember learning about them in history class, but I still don't remember exactly what each one does. It was a long time ago, guys. Cut me some slack. Uh, cut me some slack significa no me des mucha caña. So basically, summing it up in a nutshell, because we're not here to give a political lesson, but there are three branches of the U.S. federal government, and they are centered in D.C. Number one is Congress, and they have legislative powers. Then you've got the president hanging out over at the White House, and he's got the executive powers. And the third branch is the Supreme Court, and obviously they have the judicial power. And guys, to be honest, I can't simplify it much more than that. I can definitely complicate it if you want, but I don't think that's the goal here. Now let's look at the city. Is it a logical city? Is it complicated? Is it hard to get around? Well, technically, no. The city is divided into quadrants, quadrants, and those quadrants are centered around the Capitol building. You say El Capitolio. And in Washington, D.C., there are as many as 131 neighborhoods. And supposedly everything's kind of organized. It was a city that was planned, even though 
it was burned to the ground. Many important buildings in Washington, D.C. were burned to the ground. And we're going to look at that and much more in the bonus part of today's show. Just a quick reminder, guys, there's a bonus part to this show every week, and you can get bonus content. You can get PDFs with all the vocabulary and expressions we look at. Plus, you can join me in weekly and monthly classes. If you want to find out how to become a member of our curious community, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and take a look at all the different options. And as I said, if you want a little sample, I have no problem with sending you a sample. Just send me your email address and I'll show you what you're missing out on. Remember, it's all happening at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And that said, I'd love to give a shout out to all my students on Patreon. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Keep up the great work. And a special shout out to my super duper students, Mara, Javier, Francisco, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Paco, Diego, Carmen, and Diana. Thank you so much and keep up the great work. And if you guys are interested in joining them, check it out. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. English should be an adventure. And that's something that we all share in common. That belief is a creencia. So what are you waiting for? Join us on Patreon. In the bonus part of today's show, we're going to take a look at more fun facts. We'll also look at the cherry blossoms and how there's a typo on one of the most famous memorials. ¿Qué? ¿Una rata? Yeah. To err is human, my amigos. And, of course, we're going to take a look at controversy, crime, and corruption in D.C. All that and much more in the bonus part. Now, let's get back to those neighborhoods, because these aren't any ordinary neighborhoods. They have some of the most important buildings, not in the U.S., in the entire world. Well, just look at this number I came across. 177 foreign embassies. That's right. Una embajada is an embassy. There are, I in plural, there are 177 foreign embassies. There are headquarters of multinational corporations, trade unions, sindicatos, nonprofit organizations, lobbying groups, which we'll talk about later on as well, because you can't talk about Washington, D.C. without talking about lobbying. And we'll learn where that word came from. Also, World Banks, the American Red Cross. Let's put it this way. It's an important place to be. If you're located in Washington, D.C., you're probably a huge entity. And I'll tell you more, too, about my trips to Washington, D.C. in the bonus part. One of the things that stood out the most in my mind was the FBI building. Oh, man, that, I mean, I'm still thinking about that trip. But I'll tell you all about that in the bonus part of today's show. Right now, I wanted to talk about some of the monuments that make this city what it is. Because some cities 
you got to go and you got to go in a museum and you got to go, you know, to a mall and all of this stuff. But no, not Washington, D.C. You can just walk around because the city is a living museum. It reminds me of Rome, as I said earlier in the show. Now, I said there, there's no mall, and yes, there is a mall, I'm sure. A mall is un centro comercial. But there's an area called the National Mall, que no tiene nada que ver con un centro comercial. But it's kind of like the main area in Washington, D.C. It's the area that everybody has seen with the Lincoln Memorial, the reflecting pool, the George Washington Monument, and we'll talk about these more in detail in a moment. But you... If you go to Washington, D.C., you have to take a stroll around the National Mall. And I highly recommend that you do it at night because the city sparkles at night. These statues are lit up. They're illuminated. And it is simply beautiful. I was a young kid and I still remember the nighttime in Washington, D.C. And just being in awe, in asombro total. Trust me, you guys are familiar with the National Mall. You've seen it in so many movies. And in fact, one I can think of, one that comes to mind, is Forrest Gump. Remember that reflecting pool and he's giving a speech? That's the National Mall. Some of the monuments that you'll find around the mall area is the Lincoln Memorial. And I think you've all seen this one. It's Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States. And he's sitting in a big chair and he's looking at the Washington Monument. And he's also looking at the Capitol. And it is just, I mean, it's very well landscaped. Landscaped es que la tierra, todo está pensado para que visualmente sea precioso. And the reflecting pool, if you guys are on Patreon, I shared a lot of pictures of what Washington, D.C. looks like. And as I said, it's a planned city, so they made it exactly the way they wanted to make it. I'm sure you guys know the Lincoln Memorial as well. This is where Martin Luther King Jr., you know Martin Luther King Jr., he made his famous I Have a Dream speech in 1963 right there in front of Abe Lincoln. And why? Because of the Emancipation Proclamation. Because Abe Lincoln freed the slaves. So that is a place that people who want equal rights go to to protest because of Lincoln and the symbolism. And as I said, I'll tell you about a typo on the Lincoln Memorial in the bonus part of today's show. Another thing is the Washington Monument. Now, this is a huge obelisk, and construction began. This is really interesting because they halted construction. They stopped it right in the middle. Well, there were other things going on, such as the American Civil War and things like that. So what happened was they started building it in 1848, and then for 23 years, 1854 to 1877, they stopped, or as I said earlier, halted the project. So for 23 years, it was on hold. And you'll notice the difference in construction materials. If you look at the Washington Monument, it's two different colors. So when was it finally finished? 
Well, it was completed in 1884, all the internal work and all of that, but the final memorial stones were not completed until 1888. So 50 years in the making. And a lot of people say that this is a Masonic symbol from the Freemasons. And that's another thing we'll look at in the bonus part of today's show. A lot of the symbols, the Masonic symbols that you'll find. Again, you can formulate your own opinion, but I'll just give you the facts. Another thing that stood out in my mind from my trip, and both trips, I took one trip with the school, our school trip, and then another one with my dad. And we visited this on both trips because it is just a, a place, a solemn place. And I remember reading the names of the fallen soldiers in Vietnam and just my heart going out to them. And it's a wall, really, but it's made of marble and it's built into the ground. It's absolutely beautiful. It's called the Vietnam Vets Memorial. It's located in the, in the National Mall, as I told you guys before. That's the area. That's where you get more Bang for your buck, as we say. Uh, ahí te, das, te da más valor, ¿no? Porque hay tanto que ver en esta zona. And this memorial wall was designed by an architect named Maya Lin. And even if you're, you know, whatever your opinion may be on the Vietnam War, it is just a beautiful tribute to our fallen soldiers. And I remember being really affected by it. I was very moved and uh, I went twice. So <laughs> it's definitely worth visiting. The next one is the White House. Now, this is a little bit more difficult because you don't just walk around. You have to get a tour and it depends on the day. And it's the White House, guys. There's only one building that is more secure than the White House. And I think that's the Pentagon, possibly. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But did you know that two alligators lived in the White House? That's right. We had two presidents that were alligators. No, it's a joke. <laughs> but we did have two presidents who owned alligators and not right after each other. Like there was a there were decades between when they were presidents. Those two presidents were John Quincy Adams and Herbert Hoover. So there have been some weird pets. Uh, we could do a whole episode just on the White House. And you want to hear a fun fact? George Washington never lived there. What? What are you talking? George Washington never lived in the White House. It was built after he died. John Adams was the first U.S. president to live in the White House. Now, I don't know if he enjoyed it as much as Jimmy Carter. Yeah, Jimmy Carter was a movie buff. Un amante de películas. And supposedly, he watched 480 movies while he was in the White House. That is more than any POTUS. And what does POTUS mean? The President of the United States. And FLOTUS? The First Lady of the United States. Solo hay que mirar en Twitter. That's their handle, su nombre en Twitter. And don't try and find your way around the White House because you're going to get lost in its 132 rooms. 
six floors, seis plantas, and 412 doors, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, eight staircases, three elevators. Oh my God. I think we're going to do an episode on the White House in the future. And we briefly mentioned the Capitol building and we'll mention it because it's the other, I guess it's the White House and the Capitol building. Those are the two most important buildings. Again, this is arguably so, but I think most people want to visit these two places. Well, the Capitol building has its share of secrets. There are kilometers and kilometers of tunnels underground that are supposedly reserved for senators and the public never gets to see this there's also a crypt that was made for george washington and he's not buried there are you serious they made a crypt for the guy in the most important building in the country and he doesn't even live there nope well, live. <laughs> it's a bad word to use. He's not even resting there, his final resting place, as we say. Nope. <laughs> but the crypt is still there. As I said, we'll take a look at a lot more secrets in the bonus part of today's show. But as you can see, there's so much to see in DC. Hey, wait, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. And as I said before, the nighttime is the right time. Okay, I did that one on purpose. Well, any time is the right time to enjoy Washington, D.C. I sure do hope you'll join us in the bonus part of today's FYI.